Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. We have two special guests on the line for you today. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. Our guests are musicians, worshipers, ministers, and so much more, all bundled into one great married couple. We'll meet them in a few moments. If you didn't know, the Torah is the first five books of the Bible. Understanding and believing the Torah gives context to the rest of the Bible. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in Connecticut and Canada. Listen out for Red Pill Torah on a radio station near you. Let's get right to our interview with our friends, Chad and Joy. Tim, roll that tape. All right, so we have our uh, new friends, Chad and Joy, on the line. And uh, we got to interact with Joy first uh, some time ago. Joy is a Red Pill Torah listener from time to time. And, you know, it, it just dawned on me, Miss, I think I know two people named Joy. And I think you know the other Joy as well. This is true. And the name is very fitting for both Joys. You know, every time that uh, we've interacted with Joy, I would say Joy certainly describes the impression that I get, that Joy always has the joy of the Ruach, both Joys, would you say? Amen. Uh, well, let, let's talk just a little bit. So can we start with your story? And um, please tell us, how did you meet the Lord? And we'd like to know a little about your Red Pill Torah story, too. How did you find out that the uh, Hebraic roots of our faith were important and relevant? Well, thank you, Tim. The <clears throat> uh, foundations of my faith are, uh, I've always had a faith. I was blessed enough to have two God-fearing parents and, um, you know, was raised in the church. Um mm -hmm. So I, I was always aware, and, you know, I <clears throat> I can recall, you know, being seven or eight years old and singing hymns in the Lutheran church in a, you know, big cathedral-esque, you know, Lutheran church and just uh, having a relationship with the Father. And mm -hmm. uh, it's just always been wonderful. After uh, some time went on, I uh, had a more of a personal experience, I guess. I was camping with a uh, relative, and she said, hey, let's go out camping. I said, that's great. That's great. And uh, out camping by a stream in southern Minnesota, and she led me to the Lord. Uh, oh, wow. You know, personal level. And <clears throat> was uh, filled with the Ruach at that time. Um, it was a beautiful confirmation story that goes along with that. You know, she was saying, pray along, and I prayed along, and then, you know, after we got done praying, she said, what'd you pray about? And I go, what are you talking about? I just repeated after you. So mm -hmm. it was a, it was a beautiful time with the, with the Father, and um, just continued after that, and um, that's, that's the walk. So the, the testimony is, for the most part, you know, no bad testimony. <laughs> amen. Amen. That's good. Uh, how about you, Joy? What's your story? Well, um, I really didn't grow up in a Christian home or a religious home, but when I was seven years old, um, a neighbor took me to vacation Bible school at a country Baptist church, and there I accepted Jesus as my Savior. Sadly, I rebelled in my mid-teens and left home early, 
Um, but thankfully, I returned to the faith in my 20s and rededicated my life to Jesus at that time and got involved in a praise team and started to play music and so forth for the Lord. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, uh, when you said you played music, what instruments did you play or did you sing? Um, I actually played the piano and started to play piano uh, with the praise team at the church I was at. And since it was the late 80s at that time, there were quite a few up-and-coming singer-songwriters that were writing contemporary praise music, mm -hmm. which was a big which is a new thing at that time. And mm -hmm. so I got to play my flute and piano on some of their demos, and some of those songwriters have become quite famous, and, you know, I've got to be a part of some of that. Well, uh, we knew you were famous, but um, please, tell, what, <laughs> what, what uh, demos, what artists are we talking here? Well, there was a couple of brothers that wrote, uh, the one brother, Michael Ledner, wrote You Are My Hiding Place. People mm -hmm. probably know that song. Mm -hmm. uh, there were some other songs that came along later that you know, have kind of gotten lost in the shuffle. But just my exposure to studio work and to the worship scene at that time was really instrumental in uh, my own musical growth. Sounds good. So uh, what about the uh, the Hebraic part of the faith? What happened around the time uh, your eyes were open uh, to its importance? Of course, we, we met each other in the early 90s through our uh, children's praise team, and uh, we met through that, and then we've been married for nearly 30 years. Oh, wow, when, congrats. The early two, <laughs> yeah, yeah, congratulations. <laughs> in the early 2000s, we, um, we met a fellow worship leader's daughter and her family who were about our age with young children also. And uh, they hosted a home Bible study. And that's where we were reintroduced to the Hebrew names of God, beginning with Yeshua. Why did you Why did you think that was important or, or different? And I noticed you said reintroduced. So they, there was a prior introduction? Yes. In the mid-90s, we attended a community Passover Seder meal with our church. And their um, pastor was a Messianic pastor, was married to a woman I had known at a former church and saying I'm worshipped with. And they talked to us about the Passover and the name of Yeshua and all this stuff. And we loved it, but it really didn't stick with us. Mm -hmm. So back, it was several years later, we were reintroduced and we walked away from our friend's Bible study saying, oh, wow, that we remember that name of Yeshua. Remember that? We heard um, our other friends say that. <laughs> Oh, wow. So um, what made you go further into the Hebrew names and uh, the feast? Further into the feast, it was, well, it was just, it was just a walk, really. So we started out and with, the, with the, the Bible studies and with the Hebrew faith group, small group, and it just really struck a chord with us on how what I've been taught my whole life really came alive. Um, all the pieces of the puzzle started fitting, fitting together, you know, more succinctly. I know how that is. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it's, I mean, it's it, it's just like a, a firecracker or a stick of dynamite. You know, it was like it's just amazing. You know, the power in 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 the in the full truth. You know, 
Yeah, it really does uh, add a new dimension to know the whys behind some of the things that Yeshua did or some of the things that the Apostle Paul said and taught and so forth to really right. have the Well, and it gives, it, gives, it gives the context, you know. It's, you, you put the Hebraic mindset, you know, behind it. So what does Western civilization think a pencil is? It's a piece of wood with lead in it. What does the Hebraic mindset say about it? It's it's a tool for creation, you know. Mm. Yeah. And if, if once you start putting the word into the, the contextual form that it should be in, it you know a multiple of to the power of. It's amazing. Amen. Amen. So I understand now that uh, you all are in active music ministry. Uh, please tell us a little bit about your music ministry. What do you do? Uh, what have you done? And what's the Father doing with you in this ministry? Well, it's, uh, we're, well, during COVID especially, and it's something we've always done, always enjoyed doing is, uh, is, you know, the, the home, the home studio stuff, doing our own recordings. We started out with the first album. We, um, had a, had a fellow brother that did, and it turned out great. And, but then I've, since junior high, I've always been, you know, the, the AV, the AV guy and the techie guy. So it's like, well, I can do this. And, you know, back in, Windows NT putting together a, a recording studio and so wow. just something we've always done at home and you know when we're inspired to do we do um, and just record all of our music ourselves so <clears throat> that's just really flourished um, through the through the years and we've we've grown in in talents with that and to, to produce our own stuff and you know it's 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 really been that's very unique because we can have a, a particular situation where we need five tracks of a song for a worship set for a play or whatever you know mm -hmm. um so it's it, it it really blows up wide so that's led us to doing several albums and several recordings and we also um have well joy why don't you share the history of the of our music playing out in ministry uh, yeah, so Chad and I started playing together at, um, with our children's music ministry. We had a praise team, and we would take them out to the local areas around where we were living, and they would share with outreaches and different things. And then um, as we grew in our music over the next couple of years after we were married, we began to travel to the various reservations. I'm Native American. I'm a White Mountain Apache in Navajo. And so I had lived on the reservation some in, during my life and uh, went back to visit old friends and stuff, and they were believers. And so we would participate in um, outreaches on the reservations in Arizona and Colorado and New Mexico. We were invited to Missions Fest in uh, Vancouver, Canada. And so... Um, We've just grown through our music together, leading praise and worship, but all different with all different denominations and all different ministries. But once we came into the Hebrew or Messianic stuff back in the early 2000s, it seemed like the Father kind of put that put that to bed for us. Um, and now we're doing, like Chad said, we're doing more in-home recording things and still doing a few small group things, but. Um, Less of that now than we were doing before. Now, Joy, so um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I was wondering, um, I believe I saw 
on uh, your website that your children sing with you? Yes, we have two children, and they're both young adults now <laughs> and doing really well, and both are very talented musically and vocally. Both of them love the Lord as we do and share our faith. And every That's time awesome. we minister out, yep, every time they minister out, we all minister together. And they are a part of our recordings, and they're a big part of what we do. Wow, that's beautiful. Uh, Joy, you mentioned that your ministry has taken you onto some of the reservations, as we call them, I guess, here in in the U.S. I don't know that uh, everybody knows what what the reservations are or what the Father's doing uh, with the Native American people there. Um, what, What have you seen? What's going on? And and what is a reservation? Oh, okay. Yeah, good question. Uh, reservations are for, um, for, in North America, they call them First Nations people, Native mm-hmm. American tribes that are here. There's uh, 563 Native American tribes in the United States. Wow. I don't really know what the number is in Canada or South America, but in in uh, the United States, um, there are places throughout the whole country that are set aside reserves or reservations, mostly on their homeland, but not always, where the tribes um, are designated property and, and can develop their own communities there. It's been that way. So we've gone to many of these places and shared our music and, and all that. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, do, so you find that the Native American people are open to the gospel and are open to, to your ministry then? Uh, they have been. Many places that we've been gone, um, we've been well received. Now, as far as the Messianic stuff, we have not really gone out and shared much lately. Uh, like I said, we've spent the last 10 or 15 years uh, raising our family, and mainly that was the big deal, is we were raising our family, and then uh, we did not travel when the kids were young and, and so forth. Then when they got older, they were involved in activities, so we didn't go. So um, right now what we what we feel led to do is mostly do uh, online ministry and reach out to folks here in our community. Okay, and when you say online ministry, uh, how does that work? Well, online being, uh, we have a YouTube channel called Chad and Joy. Uh, we have, our music can be found on most of the streaming services like iHeart, Spotify, Apple Music, and on and on. And then, of course, we have a Facebook page called Chad and Joy, so people can locate us that way. And the, the thrust of it really lately is the, the, the true names, the Hebraic names of the Father in the music. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's, you know, because we've traditionally sang, you know, traditional praise songs, Maranatha Vineyard, our own stuff out as a tool. But lately, which has been very, very impressed with the, and the, the stuff on the website is pretty much all the new stuff with the, the, uh, the true names of the Father. And that's, that's just a true conviction of, of our hearts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to, to make accessible for believers of the Hebraic faith to, to be able to worship with the true names involved in music. Amen. That's a beautiful and a a powerful thing. You know, it was a wonderful and it was a liberating thing for me just to know that, you know, our our creator has a name, (laughs) you know, and and it's not not God, you know, and uh, we can can reach out to him and and relate to him 
with the name that he's uh, given himself. That was huge for me, too. Amen. Um, Chad and, and Joy, um, how do you two manage working in a ministry together? I know there are a lot of married couples who work together but don't always seem to enjoy working together as much as you guys do. Well, I, I think it really stems from an appreciation of Yahweh respecting the creation that, that Yahweh has put in each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Yahweh has blessed my wife with, and I mean, just read Proverbs 31, and that's 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 the description of my wife, and it's I'm just totally blessed by that. But I just totally, you know, respect and allow her to fulfill that role, and she does the same for me. You know, it's 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 a mutual thing, but it's it's not you know man woman husband wife necessarily the way we look at it it's that's the daughter of the most high and i'm the son of the most high and we we identify with that nice and and also um the as far as the challenges there have you know there's there's challenges that come up we both get you know grr spooled up at each other you know especially in the at the end of a four-hour recording you know or something uh you know in the studio kind of thing but we've learned over the years to quickly identify any attack or dart of the enemy and quash it instead of letting it fester and grow and turn into something that's just senseless. I'm sure that's something that we can all learn. Yeah, oh man, that, that's really beautiful. And uh, given the number of years you have with the company, uh, that, that's our way of saying being married. You know, years with the company. <laughs> Are you, yeah, there, there's a little bit. There's a little bit of yes gear, and also <laughs> it's, it's, it's all good, and it's it's a very beautiful thing. Yeah. I certainly identify with with what you said, and that's really great advice for the the married couples who might be listening to identify those attacks early. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love what you said about not letting them linger or fester, but just squash it right away. Yeah, don't don't leave Let's any pray. room. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Let's pray. Yeah, that's good. So, um, hey, I think we might be bumping up on time here today, but I wonder if we could talk a little bit more uh, on next week about the uh, Seder that you all had. Uh, I think that's a great story, and our listeners would love to hear that. Would that be okay? That'd be wonderful. Yes, yes. Sounds good. Sign me up. Daddy, I really enjoyed our time with Chad and Joy. Me too. They are such a nice and friendly couple. And they have so many talents. Yeah, I agree, Mama. And you know, when Joy mentioned hearing the name Yeshua again, it reminded me of other testimonies that we've heard on Red Pill Torah. There's really something about his name. Amen, Daddy. We really do hear similar responses from believers when they mention the first time they heard that name. Another common thing we hear is that the puzzle pieces start falling in place when we learn the Hebraic foundations of the faith. Mm Mm-hmm. Deeper meaning comes to light in the scriptures, and questions we have are answered with support from the scriptures. Yes, that is a great blessing, Mama. Chad mentioned something else that blessed me. He said that we need to be careful to squash contention. We can't allow the adversary to use us to attack our own spouse. The idea of cooperating with our enemy to contend with our spouse is unthinkable. Mm-hmm. But it's a real risk that we have to be on guard against. I love that Chad said that. You know, we didn't even get to hear about the first Passover Seder service that they led. That's got to be a great story. I agree, Daddy. Well, we'll get to that next week, as Elohim allows. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Torah, where you can. You can.
Orlando The Truth. Orlando, the truth.